All right, everybody, and welcome to another thrilling romantic drama, erotic episode filled with Trey and Steven and Senpai and Kohai. It's just us. We're not, we're not doing any of those things. It's actually just us talking about anime. This is Trey, and with me today is Steven. Steven, what are you talking about today? What what, what are we talking about today? <laughs> what are, are we talking, talking about that about? stuff? <laughs> you, you made it sound like it was an erotic story about us, which makes this extremely <laughs> awkward to start with. <laughs> like, think about it. Just go back in time in your head and think about what you said and realize, I may have sent the wrong message with this. Mm. <laughs> Stay tuned, stay until the end and find out what chemistry happens in Trey Coon's oh revenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, out here on the drag strip, will, will Trey confess his feelings to Steven? <laughs> I don't know. He lives his life a quarter mile at a time. So he, he, only when your family do. <laughs> only when your family <laughs> making it worse this making it worse. worse only gets worse <laughs> good god anyway what what what's even going on steven what do we do here <laughs> uh, we talk about anime we talk about manga we talk about games as usual it's been a bit uh before uh since we've actually been able to do that so i'm pretty excited about it we've been covering a lot of ground in terms of our own gaming experiences and some anime consumption and just life in general is kind of uh acclimating and kind of reacquainting itself with our normal routines so with that be with that said really like trey like what kind of um what kind of anime you've been getting into lately you've been a little quiet on you know that front for me besides you know reading masamuni kun's revenge yeah yeah anime front has definitely been quiet as i've been leaning more into the manga side um i've almost completed um, a couple collections, actually, of Flowers of Evil and Happiness as I'm getting those week by week. Um, just getting ready to finish Gunsmith Cats. I'm about halfway through uh, reading Gunsmith Cats. Uh, or sorry, so for anime, I'm not watching anything. I'm actually going through Star Wars <laughs> right now. Um, I'm, I'm really excited. <laughs> it's like anime. <laughs> it's like just anime. Just in space. <laughs> but I, uh, I got really excited for the Kenobi show, and I was like, man, you know, it's been a while since I really even knew what was really going on in the star wars universe so i just started from episode one and i'm working my way canonically through each piece of media so right now i'm in the clone wars i'm like 10 episodes in watching that um <laughs> it's all right i think i understand that i have to get through the first season for it to really get better so yeah. i'll give it it's time but well um you've been oh, you've been making little jokes about your experiences through the the prequel uh movies oh like, it's a whole new experience like i haven't watched those in maybe over five ten years and i i just never really realized the long game that palpatine was playing like the whole purpose of naboo for him was to manipulate everyone to get to get spoiler alert in case you didn't know um he he played padme to have his vote of confidence so that he could be elected Supreme Chancellor once everything went to shit. And so I was just sitting there watching and I just never picked up on that as a, as a kid and as a young teen, because I just wasn't watching and interpreting what I was watching at that point. But now as an adult, I was sitting there watching and I was like, wow, this dude played everyone like a fiddle. And then watching episode two, seeing the, the fall of Anakin and how everything started going awry for him. And not really understanding why everyone did what they did to him, uh, setting him up for the failure that he had. You know, it's <laughs> just, uh, it was wild. Uh, j just being a little bit more critical of the series, but I'm still having a great time with it. Like, it's fun. Uh, Clone Wars is a trip so far. Um, I was kind of expecting it to be a bit more shenanigan of the week, I guess, but it takes itself a lot more seriously. So, it kind of helps it not be so goofy. So I do enjoy yeah, that at least. I, I did enjoy your uh, your your thirst tweets about Anakin towards Padme. Like, oh God! Even, like oh, like he's God. got a lot of he's a very overzealous kind of uh, in love. Oh, it's awful. That man was down bad for Padme, <laughs> and it was awful. Like 
granted, he didn't have a lot of human contact at six with all the aliens he had, but to be to be lusting for like over ten years and then finally meet Padme again and that be the downfall of everything was the second <laughs> he met Padme. Like Obi Wan, like he noticed. He's like, "What's wrong with you?" He's like, "It's been over ten years." And like that, that should have been the sign. That should have been the sign. Like, hey, I think we ought to pull you off this mission, big fella. I don't, I don't think you need to be doing it. You seem emotionally invested. Why are you sweating? <laughs> but it was, it was just weird, and it, it just went downhill because then it just, you know, emotionally invested, and then his mom, and then he killed all these women and children, Tuscan Raiders, and he even told, he told Padme that. And she still let him smash, and they still got married. <laughs> and it, it was so weird. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, just watching it being. Uh, this reminds know, me of the Anakin. Place. It just reminds me of uh, the, the Anakin and Padme meme, and she's like, you know, just the just oh. the men, right? And he just stares <laughs> at her. She's like right like and that's how i feel like she's like well i guess we can go out i'm not gonna say no to the crazy guy that just murdered women and children like it feels a little bit like i'm trapped please. Uh-huh. yeah she's trapped yeah you know what <laughs> she's seen what he's gonna do like i and grant i haven't seen three in a long time but three used to be my favorite uh that's that's when everything goes bad that is when mm-hmm. every piece of shit hits the fan and just goes everywhere. So I'm excited to see that again, but I don't, I, it's going to be a while until I can see it. Cause I think yeah. I have to get through clone wars and maybe another little series. And then I go to three, I have a yeah. list somewhere on my phone. I don't have my phone near me, but it's yeah. on there. I'm crossing them off as I go. There, there is a lot of Easter eggs and kind of like connection in the more modern, uh, star Wars like shows and stuff like that that you need to watch like the clone wars for like characters that only existed in the clone wars, like TV show mm-hmm. are now like a main line, like getting the attention. I mean, you have John Favreau with the Mandalorian and literally full with Dave Filoni, the, the writer of clone wars. I, I think he's the writer, maybe the director, please star Wars fans. Forgive me. I, but his name is important is connected to the clone wars and thus, also connected to the Mandalorian and a lot of the characters that turn up. Like apparently, like I was watching it, uh, and I was like, "Oh, these people were in the Clone Wars." I had to remember that. Like it had been so long since I watched Clone Wars, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's a that's a character from Clone Wars." Holy shit, you know. And so it's it's kind of a weird thing. Like the timeline, I still is like, I'm I'm a little lost on. I feel like I should do the same thing you're doing, where it's like just just start fresh. Yeah. Start from here and work your way all the way down. And uh you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, I you know, I've actually uh you know, I got a lot on my plate these days. And uh uh while uh I'm not watching Star Wars, I am watching some anime. Uh we we'll be talking about our main topic today, which is Masamune Kun's Revenge. Oh which, yeah. Uh, yeah, look at look at us be excited. I oh, watched yeah. a little bit of the anime on that one. Um, I'm still keeping up with my my weeklies, um, keeping up with some manga, and uh, I, I'm really just kind of like all over the place lately. And uh, I, I'm also dipping back into something that you you may not have heard this this name in a while. I swear to God, I swear to God. But Is I it? really just I've, oh my god! I had to, Don't, say it? It. Don't say it. Don't say it. It's uh welcome to Demon School. Iruma oh, there it is. Has been going through again. Like I absolutely had just been like chapters of all of a sudden being updated. The Blu-ray of the first season is being released here domestically, and I've already got it pre-ordered. I am ready. I just need them to license the manga and get that bad boy released, so I can start ordering that every month too. How many um, times have you watched this show? Nothing's changing. Nothing's changed. I've watched it at least four times. Don't you judge me? <laughs> All right. How many times have you watched Star Wars? How many times have you watched The Proud Family? How many times you you played Kingdom Hearts? All right. How many times you played Kingdom Hearts? One. Just one. You just played one over and over. <laughs> it's comfort food man it's comfort food yeah this is my comfort food don't you judge me like don't make it don't make me get will in here to tell you that kingdom hearts one don't matter 
And just for the record, I've only watched The Proud Family once <laughs> all the way through. <laughs> just just for the record. <laughs> I'm not going to do that again. I've only done it once. He's like one of these landmines I'm not stepping on. But yeah. the others, those are good. Those are fair. <laughs> I'll, I'll step on those again. <laughs> Absolutely. But um, no, uh, so I've, I'm really just kind of all over the place. I'm, I'm watching Arumakun again, reading Arumakun again. Um, I am certainly uh really into a lot of my like weekly series uh kaguya-sama is wrapping up in terms of the manga uh but at the same time the other series uh aka akasaka has called oshinoko is like really just hit its stride like there was a major storyline turning point that happened just recently it has changed the entire tone of certain characters and things like that it's just such an amazing moment and we are in the most recent uh, chapters of Hajime no Ippo and Ippo is finally in the ring fighting somebody again and it's who it's something else I'm I'm pumped for it I'm ready for his return I want him to take people down I want everybody to think that oh, this guy was just done and now he's going to just destroy everyone I don't like I don't even care if it's predictable I want him to destroy everyone because I just love this the series so much and uh yeah, I'm I'm getting hype about a lot of my like kind of like weekly series. I don't have anything that like I've really devoted myself to because really the thing I've devoted myself the most to in recent weeks is actually Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. That's right. We're switching into video games because this is this has me Good by segue. the short and curlies. Absolutely by the short what and curlies. Did, what did I say about that? What, what did I say about that phrase? <laughs> I'm good. I, you said you said don't ever say that phrase to me again, and you knew that it would make me say it to you. I I hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this 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 game, like well known for its uh, a deep deep side uh, side quest kind of like pool that it has. Um, Recently, I got to a point where I can start to reconstruct one of the colonies that was damaged in an attack. And it, is, it seems to be this long-form side quest where you upgrade, like, the shops in town, the housing, and, like, the nature around town. And you literally reconstruct this town, like, from the ground up. What was that? Was that a werewolf or a car? I hope it eats me. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I really feel like someone's going to come back to this podcast at some point, and someone's going to listen. And they're they're gonna it's gonna be trying to find out what killed me, and they're they're <laughs> gonna find the monster was always outside Trace Window. They just always thought that he lived at a drag strip, but really, <laughs> it was just some some weeaboo hunter that just lived right outside his window and was just ready oh, to kill weeaboo him. hunter. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about right now? He's it's like he's, a Wendigo when it hunts weeaboos. He's, he's inside looking at that damn my mine. <laughs> And uh, go go ahead, man. I'm I'm sorry. No, no, but like I I dig games where I get to rebuild the the town that I'm a part of and like really like gather materials. And that's the thing is like this game already had me with like all the crafting and the gathering and things that you do in it. The story the story though has really just started to hit full tilt. Like I think I have all of my characters now. I don't think there's any more main characters to get. Maybe one more later on. Um, because I feel like a lot of these games have like that last minute kind of character addition towards the end of the game. So we'll see. But I just got Melia. I just, <laughs> I just got Melia. And for those that don't know, Trey just gave me a look. So it just made me laugh. Uh, his face is like that. It makes people laugh. Um, but yeah, no, I have all my characters and I've started to actually like push through uh, into the story. And I'm really excited. I'm enjoying it a lot. And it, the, the battle system's fun. All the things you can do with it is extremely fun, and it's all I want to do. He's back. The <laughs> Wii Hunter is back. Oh no, Trey! I don't know where you'll run because I've been I've been around your apartment. There's nowhere to run. No, I'm on the second <laughs> floor. He's going to get me. <laughs> but no. what about you? Like, what have you been playing, man? I I'll touch on Xenoblade real quick before I get to mine, and it uh. God, I loved it. It's one of my my top ten. It's so good. Uh, I played it right after. I've probably already said it on here before, but after my son was born and he was in like his first couple weeks of infancy, that that's all we would do is he. My wife would be resting, and he would be with me, and we would go lay on the couch. He would fall asleep for hours, 
and I'd be on the couch for hours and I would be playing Xenoblade. And so that's a really good memory I have of that game is that's kind of me resting with my son after he's born. But I really got to know those characters and I really got to just do so much with them and just play and listen to the soundtrack. And I got to know the world of the Maconis and, and the Bionis and everything that's happening. I, I finally got to understand what Rhyme time was by the end of the game. And it's, it, it's just so much like, I was never so accepting before of something that was so full to the brim. Um, but it's made me lust for something that can do that again. And I haven't really found anything that can fill that void. But I am excited for you to finish this game because there's a game that I feel is very comparable to it, but in another setting. But, really? Oh, yeah. But we're gonna, we'll talk about it when you're done because if I say it, it's going to be spoilers so copy that copy that uh no worries um i do want to interject with a fun story about video gaming and streaming and things like that this is something i thought you would really appreciate so for those that don't know trey used to record slash stream uh gameplay videos on youtube and twitch and he was uh, as a, as a, a group of friends, like we all kind of watched him. It was a good friend thing to do. And we watched him play this game called uh, Detroit Become Human. Oh, God. And there is a there is a character in this game named Connor. Rest in peace. And yeah, he he. he so it's, it's kind of like a choose your own adventure game with a little more like stick moving and things like that. There's more action to it than that. But uh, the general thing is that uh, whenever it comes to, <laughs> but go yeah, ahead it's, really it's a lot of, it. <laughs> I, look I, i'm not a i'm not gonna get too deep into it all we know is that trey on a regular basis would kill connor like connor was dead multiple times over all right you can save connor you can you can let people die and save them multiple times over in the game and uh so this is important to a uh, pre-story to something I was watching on YouTube. So there's a YouTuber named Iron Mouse that I follow. She's huge on Twitch now. There's a whole story behind it. But uh, she was streaming Detroit Become Human and finished the game. And in the process of finishing the game, her chat had let her know that the actor who played Connor and his wife, who played the Tracy androids in the game, were oh. streaming at, at the exact same time. And she literally jumped in and raided their channel to let them know that she made Connor survive and the Tracys. <laughs> so I want you to know <laughs> that even people who are not gamers, like not big, huge gamers, like like this VTuber, like she's like a fun, casual kind of gaming YouTube uh, VTuber, um, managed to make Connor survive and even went and told the actors like that's what I want you to do, Trey. Is I want you to jump to this actor's Twitch and tell them how many times you let them die. <laughs> I may do that right before I die. That way, I can let someone else down <laughs> one more time. Wow! <laughs> it was just a, like a fun thing I saw on like YouTube, and I thought it was really funny because the, the, the couple that the, like with the actor, actor and actresses, they get really excited about this huge raid because the VTuber has like thousands of followers and so. Mm -hmm. jump in there but it's it's still funny that it was like i was sitting there like just browsing the internet and i was like what the heck why are they why are they talking about detroit become human and it was like i just remembered how much you killed connor i tried so hard to keep him alive too <laughs> he was the only one i cared about i was like no connor i don't don't die and every other choice i'd make oh explosion <laughs> oh emps <laughs> oh he's dead <laughs> just out of nowhere dead clancy killed him and it was just that was awful. I, I tried, but I think he, I'd have to get the final count from one of the boys, but ah, that was rough. Oh, I, man, get Peyton on that. I still wake up screaming. God! <laughs> <laughs> like you break the cold sweat. You're like, oh, oh it was just a dream. It's and just, a game. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to sleep. <laughs> so, what but, I'm really playing yeah. uh, is I'm still working on Monster Hunter Stories 2. Um, that'll be a while. Uh, I've kind of had to slow down on that one as I've gone back to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe um, primarily, and that is amazing. I am excited to be doing those DLC courses. I I forgot. saw you getting hyped. 
Like oh you said, there God. were sixty more trophies, right? Sixty oh more trophies. Sixty. Yeah. So you get one for every. You get one for every course on every difficulty. So it's six. So twelve new, twelve new tracks or twelve new courses on each difficulty. So sixty times you got to get it, and that's fun. You just you get to know the courses, and then there's time trials you have to beat. So then you have to go and learn these courses in a new, more intimate way to where you get new shortcuts. You get other ways of beating it. And it's, it's fun. It's, I, I love Mario Kart 8 to, to a probably disgusting degree. It's, (laughs) I, I had so much fun doing the time trials, like racing the ghost of the Nintendo people. I was like, dude, I'm gonna whoop your ass. And then I remember on one of the Donkey Kong ones, someone took a shortcut I had no idea about. And I was like, what? And I mean, sure enough, these people like made the game or they worked on it or whatever. So I was like, show me more. So it was fun. Man, so much. It's it's such a it's such a weird thing because I love Mario Kart, but I remember like the old Mario Karts, like uh, Mario Kart sixty four. Like there was no stats. Like you just chose your character, and everybody's cart operated exactly the same. So there was it was quite the revelation to me whenever it turns out all those different types of cars and tires have different stats. Like you told me this, and I'm like, that's why I'm losing all the time. It's terrible. Oh yeah, no, and I. So I'm just very competitive in Mario Kart 8 because that's my mm-hmm. realm. And when I play with other people, um, I've had to tell them, ah, you, you, you're going to look at your stats. And so like, you have to press your stats <laughs> to come up because if not, you, you could just make it about fun. Or yeah. you look at your stats and you, you care. And it's it's funny. I did see that on the Mario Kart um, or on the Nintendo 64, you have Mario Kart 64. And I've thought about giving that a go. Because I've never played Mario Kart 64. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. So I think I'll go through that. And I, I need to get better at Super Mario Kart. I've played that with uh, Mr. J from the Chaotic Pubcast a few times. Oh, um, and yeah. it's hard. Like It, it was hard on yeah. my eyes. Like, I'm, I wasn't ready to adjust my eyes to a 3D object on a 2D plane to twist like that. So I yeah. have to readjust, but what I think that? I can that, dedicate. That was, that was that mode seven stuff they used on Super Nintendo. I think so. If yeah, I like Starbox was well known for it mm-hmm. and all that. Like it was, it was such a big deal. And, yeah. yeah. That was that's a that's a trip. Uh man, talk about F Zero, talk about a game. Uh, we got this tournament coming up in July, and like clearly our focus is different. But somehow, some way, you and I have been thrown into an exhibition match on Smash Brothers. Best out of 10 between the Senpai and the Kohai. And right now, it's looking like the Senpai is going to take the crown. And you may. Because I don't practice Smash. I just I just come through and if it's open, I'm going to clap it. Just, just to let you know, you better have your guard up. <laughs> you better have your guard up, son. If it's open, I'm going <laughs> to clap it. Is it line... <sighs> You know what? Okay. Anyways, moving on. Um, are you practicing anything else for the the tournament, or just playing something for fun? Like I, I think I saw you post on Twitter that you were giving Dead or School a go again. Uh, so I was playing Dead or School a while ago, like a year or so ago, um, and I was going through my Steam library trying to find a side game to play, and I was like, well, let me try to finish Dead or School, and. As I downloaded it and I started getting back into it, all, all the controls started coming back to me. I, I kind of remember how to play it. But it's... I think I quit it because it wasn't fun. Um, <laughs> and it's not fun to me, at least. It's not a Metroidvania. It's not, it's not necessarily like an adventure game. It's just like an action platformer. And that is not... That's not fun to me. Like you, you have to get one of three weapons, you upgrade it in weird ways. And the only challenge is that every couple of steps, you step into a a box pretty much. And they throw waves of enemies at you that you have to survive until you reach your next checkpoint. And that's not really fun because you don't, you don't really get to do much else apart from that. Well, once you're, once you're done surviving these hordes, there are little collectibles you can work at getting, but 
they're they're like really crazy puzzles um so i'm i'm just not really having fun with it so i'm probably gonna call it quits on that and find something else but i i am gonna be working on dragon ball fighter z again getting my oh yeah ready on that making sure my frieza is golden as he already was i finally learned how to play that game so i'm I'm ready to give you a little bit of a run for your money i Um, doubt you have and i doubt you will oh oh if you're trying then you're not gonna give me a you're not gonna give me a run for my money (laughs) you just gave you gave me you gave me the the white girl with an attitude head bob like what the fuck If you're trying characters out, you're not gonna, you're not standing against me, son. Nice try. I have all the characters now. There's a lot of characters in that game. There are a, t- a shit ton of characters. I don't like, even know if they're done. Like they they added that one Doctor version of Android Twenty One, but I don't know if they've officially said they're done adding to this game or not. But I mean, I it's know. still got a hefty following. It's got a it's got a really good hefty following. But we we shall see. Um but with that, I think I think we've wrapped on anime. I think we've wrapped on video games. We've wrapped on uh your your terrible track record of keeping uh visual novel characters alive. Um and we can get on to the meat and the potatoes of this episode, which is the series Masamune Kun's Revenge, which you started out reading in manga form. Like you picked it up uh when did you pick it up? I probably picked it up in March. Um, I was just going through my Google books and now I was trying to find a nice rom-com manga and this one kept popping up and I want to say I saw a bunch of promotion for Masamune Kun's season two and a lot of hype for it and I was like okay well maybe I'll give this a shot and so I read the synopsis which I have right here Um, I'll read this real quick so Masamune Kun's Revenge is an ongoing romantic comedy about a young man seeking vengeance against his greatest bully by confronting her years later after undergoing a complete physical and social transformation. This tale of vanity, vengeance, and rediscovery is full of comedy and heart, along with great artwork that will appeal to fans of series such as uh, Haganai and Toradora. Masamune Kun's Revenge will be pub. Oh, well, that's not important. Let's see. As an overweight child, (laughs) Makabe Masumi was mercilessly teased and bullied by one particular girl, Aragaki Aki. Determined to one day exact his revenge upon her, Makabe begins a rigorous regimen of self-improvement and personal transformation. Years later, Masumi re-emerges as a new man, handsome, popular, with perfect grades, and good at sports. Masumunakun transfers to Aki's school and is unrecognizable to her. Now, Masamune-kun is ready to confront the girl who bullied him so many years ago and humiliate her. Revenge is sweet. <laughs> so, I read that and I was like, okay, so this seems like some fun. Like, he's going to learn his lesson at the end. He'll fall in love. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. And the trip I had was so much more than that. It was so wild. It went everywhere from a a, a Rhode island resort to paris to everywhere i i I, I, I was so blown away um the the characters are really fun it ended up being like this love triangle that i didn't expect um but we'll we'll get into that as we kind of go on um so i just kind of picked it based off the synopsis alone i was like this seems like a fun take and this was my first uh, rom-com to read and i really enjoyed it i think it was a yeah. good first one um yeah i, I was blown I, away yeah i was blown away by it. like it's just like it's only 50 chapters maybe like 57 if you include the the after fact so it's like 57 60 chapters with all the extras and everything like that but uh this is uh, so if it's not obvious we're gonna spoil the shit out of this thing um the premise sounds great but I uh, I was I was a little skeptical at first because of, it, it's it's very one note it's very kind of like one dimensional so I was wondering how long it could go so I wasn't too surprised when it was a short series but I was a little surprised at some of the the kind of like crazy turns it took and it like at the breakneck speed that it did like I'm used to reading some long winded chapter like chapter counts on series so like I read Kaguya-sama 
Kaguya-sama is like over the, I think it's over the, like the almost to the 300 chapter count at this point. Maybe I, I, I had to check, but I have like 22 volumes behind me uh, of this manga and Masamune-kun, even with the extras is only 11 volumes. So um, you want to start us out with uh, your initial kind of experience uh, as the story starts. I mean, you're, oh, yeah. you're the expert. You spent, you spent months reading this bad boy. I read it in a day. For no reason. Yeah, I don't I don't know why it took me so long. Because when I was describing it to you and Daryl, I was like, oh, yeah, man, it's, it's a big one. It's 50 chapters. It, it took me months. And then you blew through in the weekend. And I was like, okay, it's a little disrespectful. It's not a problem. Maybe I'm just a slow <laughs> reader. And then Daryl got it. And he's like, oh, that's a short one. And I was like, maybe I just can't read. Maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> <laughs> pretty disrespectful Look, Tom phonics did not work for you <laughs> jesus sylvan learning center was closed all the time so i didn't go um <laughs> but uh i don't even know if they still have sylvan learning centers but they do have this goddamn drag strip open constantly and it doesn't close <laughs> so okay. my uh my initial thoughts of this series were were fun uh, i got you meet Masamune, um, who doesn't actually go by Masamune, or he, he actually goes by Masamune. He doesn't go by Makabe, which is his actual name. He he goes by Masamune, and it's so that he can trick this girl because he thinks that she's going to recognize him. And he, he really wants this revenge plot to play out where he's, he's going to make her fall in love and then he's going to break her heart. He really wants this shallow shit to play out to the max. And so he, he starts trying to make her fall in love. And he, he is winning the hearts of all the girls because he's just this young stud in high school. And so all the girls are swooning except for her. She's the cruel princess. And she is savage. Every every <laughs> guy that comes up to her, she's like, oh, uh, ah. she she rips him apart right there. Like for every flaw they've ever had. She, she gives him a horrible name and that's their nickname right there. So whenever they were kids, he, he was a pretty chunky little kid. And he remembered her calling him pig legs. And so that stuck with him. And that's why he became uh, the Masamune he is now. And so while he's, while he's trying to swoon her, it's not working. He, he keeps trying to throw out all the stops. And eventually it gets to the point where she's like, I'm not falling for you. This is not, this is not how you're doing this. And she has this, uh, not, she has a servant, uh, and that's it's kind of weird, but they, she has a family servant that also goes to school with her um, who realizes what he's doing. And she immediately gets on it because fuck this girl. And they they end up just start plotting together. And so every every time he's scheming, she's like, don't do that. That's not going to work. Hang on. I'm going to fix this. Hang on. This is do the, do it this way. So she she's helping him all along the way. As they start plotting and planning, um, am I kind of recounting that right so far? Is that that sounding right to you? Steve? Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds about right. Uh, the way I read it was not nearly as as intense together. Like it, I don't know. Maybe I was I didn't see it the right way, but like she's uh, so Yoshino is the family servant. I to... should be giving them names. You're right. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. Yoshino is is the girl who is the servant of Adagaki. And she, Adagaki is terrible to this girl. Like, it literally makes her run all the errands, tell her she's dull, like, calls her names all the time. And it, it's such a weird thing for her to have a servant that she's had since a kid at the same age as her. And she's just treated her like trash, like, all the time. And so they end up kind of like, teaming up and she decided i think uh he starts calling her sensei or master or something like that to uh kind of denote that she's helping him but she also knows his nickname and so that's like she ends up like kind of like uh, anonymously getting his attention because she realizes who he is right away and uh gets and they end up partnering up and he's like oh you're gonna blow my cover and she's like no actually i want you to you know get together with this this uh cruel princess so i'll help you but she's also like really obtuse and not like not super helpful like she'll be like i'm helpful with this one thing and she ends up getting her uh, on a date like the, like the speed at which things happened kind of threw me off yeah. like like 
Anagaki's literally telling him, like, I hate you. I don't want to talk to you. And then, like, Yoshino goes and makes it so they have a date and literally tells her to dress up as a, a pretty cure character, which is a great bit of comedy, mind you. I love that because they, they call back to it at different times as well. Um, But, yeah, like, it, it, it accelerates pretty heavily early on and then kind of, like, tapers off a little bit later on. Cause like Yoshino all of a sudden, like he's like trying to get closer and she's like, nah, I'm not going to help you on this one. And he has, he's like, I don't know what's happening. What, what's going on. I'm trying to impress her. And then he starts to suck at impressing her. So they're they're They kind of heat up and then they cool down a little bit. And then, you know, different stuff happens as you go on. I think, uh, I think shortly after the uh, first cool down period, you get introduced to uh, what's her name? Uh, Fujinomiya, the yeah. uh, pantyless girl. Yeah, no panties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I like I like her a lot, and uh, it, it this is one of those cases where this series moves at such a high pace. There are details of characters that kind of get thrown out there and then just completely forgot. Um, like Fujino, uh, Fujinomiya is easily like just like you know she's the sickly kind of like very you know kind of cute. Uh, like princess character yeah and she's got a little bit of like she she's got no qualms like she's roaming around with that panties on just like laying it all on the line well that's because she I, has to she she thinks she's only got so long to live she's like this mm-hmm. this i've only got like so much time left and i'm in love with you masamune so she she like comes in like big dick in it like you're, <laughs> you're the one i'm here for so don't worry about yeah. these other girls and so it, her brashness was was a wild bit to the story. And I was like, oh, uh, neat. I guess we don't need Adagaki. Um, mm-hmm. Cool. But he turned yeah. her down. It, and, and it you... threw me off because I was like, you, you have a you have someone here that that cares about you, but you're still sticking to this awful plot that you really just want to dedicate to. Yeah, and it does this roundabout thing where it's like they try to uh, play it off like she's going to be married off to somebody if she doesn't choose somebody, essentially. But it turns out that him and her had met at a like kind of a younger age when he was chunky Masamune Mm -hmm. at a literal like kind of uh, was it a marriage proposal meeting, like different high ranking companies. Yeah, like, and that's the thing too is like. Masamune-kun, they try to sell at certain points as like the average guy, but they also sell him in other parts of the story of being part of a fairly well-off family. Well, they like they do acknowledge his house is very rich. I don't think they talk about what his his uh, mother does or what his father did, but I, I don't think they ever sell him of being of short stature. Mm-hmm. Financially, uh, his, at least his his mom is also a lolly. For some reason, the the worst one I've ever seen. The absolute. <laughs> there's Philo, and wow, like you, you're uh, dropping it below the Philo. She's right. She's right there with Philo. Cause I, I saw her and I was like, "Is that his younger sister?" And I know like, that's his mom. And I was like, "Oh no!" Like the younger sister in the story actually looks older than the mom. Yeah, yeah, like real, that's real weird anime stuff. And she's got like some weird obsession. I think because I think because he was gone. Like he, whenever he went to go lose weight, he stayed at his grandfather's out in the country. Yeah. Um. And so he wasn't around his mom for so long. So now she's like, like trying to dote on him. But she's always trying to feed him like fatty foods. And he's like, No, I work out all the time. I eat a very specific diet. And she's like, Do you want donuts? How about fried foods? And I think that's pretty funny. That's cute. It's funny. I enjoy it. Yeah. Um. But her being a lolly seems kind of a little weird unusual also can i denote that i can't like with yoshino she has either like barrettes on her hair or it's highlighting weird eyebrows i can't tell which one so i i never seen and like i so i I was getting the mangas and i had never seen her face in full color until i actually paid attention to what i was reading and looked at because everything's in black and white and then finally like towards the end i was like what do these girls even look like because I, I made my own mental image. And finally, <laughs> I looked at her, and I thought they were eyebrows. And I saw these things on her face. And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and so I'm really <laughs> not sure uh, what the what the design choice here was. But 
I don't I don't know. I don't know. They they so, are weird. There are some other characters that I want to mention before we get into like the full swing of the story. Is there is uh two characters that are like off to the side. Um one of them being the uh the student uh the class rep. And she actually confesses to Masamune early on in the series and he turns her straight up down. Yeah. Like he's like, Yeah, sorry, no. And she handles it like a boss. Let's let's be real. Out of all the characters in the series, the class rep was like, No, I get it. It's cool. And then continues to be friends and like hang out with everybody the entire series. But the better character, my favorite character, is Fukuro. Oh, the yeah. effeminate looking guy, like best friend in his class. And then the subsequent hilarious, which it was definitely built this way. Hilarious jokes that they are a yaoi couple with the yeah. class rep, like making up her own, like kind of like, you know, yaoi fandom around. Like she wants to dress up Fukuro in like girls clothes and things like that. Yeah. But Fukuro was just- wholesome as hell. I really liked Fukuro. Especially his, or I, we'll get to it later, but his his little revelations and and I guess self actualizations. He he was mm-hmm. he was fun and he was a great side character. Man, talk about a like a wholehearted character. Yeah, like this character was well rounded, like developed in the right way, had the right like personal attitude. I'm so used to watching anime characters and protagonists like be really down on themselves, and Fukuro really wasn't like just kind of was like i'm gonna be me yeah you're gonna make jokes about me looking like a girl whatever like don't even care like just just uh, like ride or die the whole freaking series and i loved it um but yeah uh i think we got through the fujinomiya stuff where basically he turned her down and she she ends up going to get the surgery that she was worried about dying from and then ends up actually recovering just fine Mm mm-hmm and that's the end of that for the most part she basically sticks around to be kind of like a foil for adagaki and and like awkward moments uh with uh with masamune um what's after that though so after after we get adagaki and we get fuji 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 we'll call her fuji so (laughs) we kind of start working on getting towards one of our our big first arcs um now that we have all the girls kind of introduced in our main um in our main harem for for old masamune and that's going to be our sunade island arc um and so i think it was one of the girls got invited uh to go to the island and they're like well i don't want to go if fuko fukuro can't go and it was like well i'm gonna go if masamune can't go and it like it, it became this whole big deal where the whole gang ended up going and they went on Adagaki's cruise ship. And this was one of the big things where Masamune realized I have to flex and I have to act like I'm going to be the boyfriend here. And that's what a lot of this is on a lot of their trips where he just tries to push himself to be the boyfriend and Mm -hmm. assert himself in that role. And some of that happens here where he tries to push himself to do that in front of her father's secretary. Um, and it, it works to a degree. You see him do that there. He does it back at the school um, during crucial moments um, where it's just uh, them. And he, 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 you see the payoff a little bit later as, as all this happens. Um, but he is making impacts on her and he, he's wanting her to fall in love. But all the while he's realizing that he has, he's starting to get feelings as predicted. Um mm-hmm. And then we eventually come to the next big arc, which is the school festival. So when they come back, they eventually have this falling out, uh, Masamune and Aki, where they're not really talking. But this other guy named Masamune Makabe comes up, which is you know weird, right? Because that's our main guy's name. He comes up impersonating Masamune, saying that he is old pig legs himself and now aki has fallen in love with him because she isn't as shallow as she seems i'm I'm really not quite look i i hardcore believe she's got a like a like a like a like a chunky boy fetish yeah cool going on 
like well, come on let's let's address okay so like one of the big things about adagaki is she's got this like i need to eat constantly thing and it turns out that that's because and she's mentioned it earlier in the series that because of her association and and everything with uh the original masamune and his love of food she eats but she also kind of like can burn it off at the same speed like she has like a crazy metabolism so she's constantly eating like really massive amounts of food yeah it has something to do with her her interaction with masamune and it's literally thrown out like as a as an aside like once or twice and no one addresses it past that mm-hmm. it's just a thing she does um but she basically you have this this new this new masamune showing up looking like an older version of the fat chunky masamune and uh it turns out that it's not exactly masamune it's uh it's somebody from another previously well-off family who's fallen on hard times and they have a little sister who's sick and needs like treatment and the house is falling into shambles. And so they use this opportunity to really get into the good graces of Adagaki's family and get some financial assistance. And, and she's like, I'm uh, like, he's uh, like, uh, she's like, this is my fiance. And he's like, yeah, I'm her fiance. And, of course, our original Masamune-kun's like, uh, excuse me? What? Yeah. What's happening? Who are you? Uh, like, I don't know what's going on. And then you basically go into the festival arc. And you, you get a lot of these cases where, like, Adagaki literally just freaking turns, like, the coin. And he's, like, super swoony and, like, following this guy around. Just absolutely doe-eyed, impossible uh, attraction. And uh, yeah, this is also the introduction of the uh, the friend group. That yeah, there was a so what happens with this festival? There's a competition between Class A and Class B, um, where they're both performing Snow White, and the Masamune, our Masamune, has to compete against the other Masamune as the prince, and whichever print or whichever class does better. Um, both Masamunes have agreed on in private can have Aki um, and leave the other one alone in their own private dealings and their friend groups know about it. So now we have met Aki's friend group, which is a wild and eclectic group of girls um, who are, who, who swayed from being on our Masamune side to then being on the other Masamune side and it it was wild just reading those girls. They were they they were wishy washy and they were they, they they just wanted to hurt somebody. And eventually it got down to both Masamunes got kidnapped. Um so neither prince could perform until our Masamune escaped and performed both shows um and saved the day. And then eventually um old fake Masamune got revealed to be not real masamune and he was a <laughs> he was a girl uh I, I remember the panel where something happened and they're like why do you have cleavage and uh he was like ah uh <laughs> yeah is this off. the part where he's like if you're gonna go out with masamune makabe then go out with the real deal and the, and the other the other masamune is like no don't fall for this fallacy and she just is looking like Masamune, why do you have breasts? Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> it's just like, and it's like she has the wraps and it's all cut and torn. And it's just the chapter literally ends with them being like, oh shit, tits. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's actually and, an older sister, not a, not an older brother trying to. Right. Get the yeah. Money. It was, yeah, it was but, a trip of an arc. This, the really fake was. Masamune arc. It was nuts. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, if I'm being honest. Like, uh, I will admit, I will admit, we're we're kind of like spreading this out because honestly, if you read the manga, this shit happens in like nine to ten chapters. Like this it is, is so breakneck fast. pace, so breakneck fast. pace, and because uh, after this, that all ends, uh, and it or maybe maybe it, 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 did the Paris trip happen before the fake Masamune was revealed? No, they go to Paris after this. Yes, and you. This is where the the story takes a weird, crazy turn for a bit, and I think like they're, they're, okay, oh, that's right, because they actually are sort of starting to kind of like come together to a certain degree, 
But then while they're on the trip, they get interrupted by this girl from France named Muriel. This otaku. Yeah, this this French otaku. And it and turns she... out her brother is uh, is a mafia member, yeah, and threatens them to help her like figure out what it's like uh, for real Japanese uh, teenagers to fall in love because she's trying she doesn't know what that's like because she's, she's trying, trying to, to draw, draw a manga, manga. yeah, and it, it's trash. <laughs> like the Masamune is reading it and he's like, "This is awful. Do you even know what you're doing?" And so, like, they hurt her feelings, and then out of nowhere, the mafia men show up, and they're like, "Oh my god, I think that's that's that otaku girl's brother's men," and sure enough, it is. And so, uh, they draw guns on them. Yeah, yeah, it got real serious as Masamune and Aki both had to spend the rest of their school field trip modeling and faking romance for the uh, for the otaku, and eventually, you see that pay off with a script that gets sent to a uh, Masamune, and he was like, "This is." It's better. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> it's still it's still weird, but it's better. But yes, it, it was really just an odd growing point for Masamune and uh, Masamune and Aki because it, it just forced them to get close, but it wasn't genuine still. And I, it really just kind of confused me because I, I thought Muriel was going to join the harem or something or what what the point of the Paris trip was, and maybe mm-hmm. I just don't quite remember it right, but. It just created like a weird tension for them. Um, But we also got to see um, more planning and conversation with the other girls as well, Um, which will pay off here shortly as we get to the final stretch. Yeah, because this is where we really get to the the meat of the the end point where they actually start dating, as I recall. Yes, they... They confess, they confess love for each other, and they're they're act, they're actually dating, but something's wrong, and Masamune can't figure out what it is. And as they're dating, um, there's a point where Aki sees one of Masamune's journals, and she sees the revenge plan about how much he's hated her for all these years, and it was so awful. Like I was actually, I was heartbroken where uh and a part or sorry so there's a part that leads up to that conversation where fuji uh was sitting there talking to her and she was like you have to break up with him he's not in love with you and she screams at her and she's like you don't think i know that and i was like ah oh you poor thing and she was like I- i've seen the journals i know he doesn't love me and I- the one he does love doesn't know it and i was like what who does he love and it goes uh it goes over to Yoshino. And I was like, yes, yes, Yoshino. And I, I started, uh, I started really shipping them really hard. Once oh, no. I found out about, yeah. Once I found out about oh, Yoshino no. being a love interest, cause I thought Yoshino was just a helper. And I started talking to my wife about this. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. If he gets with the maid instead of Aki, cause Aki's an ass and Aki ain't changing. <laughs> Aki ain't shit. But the maid girl's always been there. She she's ready to help, and she can change. She can grow. And then, sure enough, by the end, my wife punked me out, and she was like, "Why wouldn't the main guy give the main girl? That doesn't make any sense." Mm. But we'll get there. So this this leads into the fact that before you really find out that like he's he's kind of like there's some kind of a connection between him and Yoshino beforehand. This is actually before they start dating. Oh, did I jump? yeah, you jumped a little bit because after oh, my the Paris bad. trip, that's when Yoshino reveals the fact that she's the one that dressed up as as Aragaki yep. when they were kids because she was jealous of, of Masamune, uh, despite how terrible she's treated by Aki. And is it see because all he ever saw was her silhouette. Mm-hmm. And she took the hair off of a doll that was modeled after Aki. Literally stood in the stood in there and called him a name that, and so the source of his revenge, the name that tormented him, was never given to him by Aki. Aki actually liked him, and was broken hearted by the fact that he was disappeared, and it was completely Yoshino's fault. And this is where it gets super weird for me because like he figures it out, but and it I, it makes sense in a sort of roundabout way is he starts to get hives whenever he tries to get close to Aki. 
after they start dating because he's developed feelings for her, but he feels guilty because he has this revenge plan for her and he's been hiding it this entire time. It's been the motivation for everything. And to him, whenever he gets closer, he feels like he's lying. So he gets these hives and kind of like panics. And so they do this whole, they do this whole like kind of hat trick on you where they basically, everybody else sees this going on, but they don't really understand what he's going through. He doesn't understand what he's going through for that matter. Yeah. And so they tell her to break up with him and they're like, he doesn't really love you. And that's not really the case. He just doesn't know how to handle loving her now that he knows that it's not her fault while having this huge revenge plan. Like he's had years and years and years and years of vengeance planned for this person who did nothing wrong the entire time. And it's, and now he cares for her. Like he's found it. He's found that ground. Like, like, let's be real. He, he fell in love with her, whether he had the revenge plan or not, but now he's hiding it from her. And that's why, yeah. you know, when, when she finds out about it, like they argue, but I think that was kind of wild is a, a lot of times that moment leads to like some confrontations and stuff like that between the main character and the main girl. But that's really not the case. Everybody else had a confrontation over it, but I think it was kind of a throwaway line whenever they kind of talk about it, because what happens is like he, like Yoshino and Aki end up like arguing about it. And she runs off to go meet up with Masamuni because he's gone back to his grandfather's to kind of figure out what the hell is going on with him. And like, this is, this got this had to be the worst for you. Like you were reading this chapter and it's like, she goes off. She pissed. goes off. She kisses him. Like it's a whole dramatic moment. Oh, I and fucking this is, loved it. This is literally like the last few chapters of the series. Is like you get this dramatic, like double page, like picture of Yoshino kissing Masamuni out, like where like at his grandfather's, and and then it's kind of left to imagination. Then it shows the next chapter, and it seems like they're very close and they're dating and they're going off to do something. Dude, I was twerking and, on the hood of my car. I was so excited. I was like, like this, this is, is a it. white snake video, but set in 2020. Um, Whoa. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, Trey was excited. And then it turns out by about three quarters of the way through the, the chapter, they're like, because uh, doesn't Aki cut her hair off or something yeah. like that? Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, please. No, we were fucking with you. He doesn't. He turned me down. He doesn't love me at all. He loves you, and like that's the end of the series. Is like I think I think they basically talk. They kind of like berate each other a little bit, and then he finally kisses her. So he does the roundabout ask out that he did in the beginning, where they kind of have to chase each other around the school to get an yeah. answer, and then he finally does this big confession that kind of gets that weight off his chest. Um, where she she already knows, but he still has to say it out loud. Where mm. I had this revenge plot, I did all these things so I could be cruel. But you know, I really did fall in love with you, kind of like at the end of that movie um, with Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, come on, you know uh, what I'm she's about. all that. She's all that. Yeah, I yeah, which was literally movie, My Fair but... Lady in Pygmalion. It's the it's the fancy guys that turn the uh kind of like you know rapscallion girl into a popular person rapscallion oh my gosh what a cruel term (laughs) (laughs) look i i got i got vocab for days wow But, but no like this is where it kind of wraps up they get together in the end there is an after schools like spinoff storyline, which was released as volume 11 and domestic releases. And it's kind of like an epilogue volume, essentially it's seven chapters of what everybody's doing. Fujino Mia basically realizes that she doesn't need Masamune Kun. She has friends and things she cares about at the, at the school now. So she sticks around. Lame. And she's And uh, you know, there's some interaction between Aki and Masamune as they get closer. Lame. Um, there's one where Fukuro basically uh you know keeps doing fukuro and he becomes he, independent he, had, he, he yeah he, he it was so good he he he's so fucking good he's a hero I love fukuro. <laughs> fukuro is the best character in that series like he went, hands down he he ended up becoming the, the class president because his card got drawn he was like i guess my luck ran out 
but some of us have to endure our luck. And so he, he went to our, he went to a, a bake shop and Aki was behind him and uh, he ordered the last treat. And he was like, this is part of my luck. I got it back. And Aki was like, Oh, I wanted that. And he was like, and sometimes our luck runs back out. <laughs> so he hands it to her. He's like, and sometimes we make our friends feel good for, for themselves. Yeah. Fukuro is a bro. He, he is. is the best bro. And they do kind of hint at the fact that despite all the jokes that the class rep tells and after he, cause like there's a, there's a chapter where they talk about the fact that like, I think the class rep herself asked Fujinomiya and she's like, you know, Fukuro has a crush on you. Right. And she's like, Oh yeah, but he's not my type. Yeah. And, and like I, I was like crushed for him. I was like, Oh yeah. my gosh. That was very not but fair. Turns, yeah. Like I think in the epilogue chapter, the class rep basically finally starts to like see him as a guy. And that's kind of the hint that they might, kind of like have some 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 chemistry some chemistry yeah. possibly mm, but yeah the, the, the series wraps up pretty good uh i thought the humor was pretty top-notch the the fact that she's the cruelty princess and gets a background check on everybody that confesses to her and gives them terrible nicknames and like calls them out for like buying the most recent uh a, a lollycon press issue and oh my God. they have a, they have a mole uh that grows a single piece of hair like and they like she roll she has yoshina roll out a banner with his nickname on it like across the entire front of the school like this girl like she's like i'm not gonna just ruin you i'm gonna ruin your entire fucking life that's that's the kind of shit she pulls like it's wild it's funny she's she's a trip um to touch on it briefly um i didn't watch the anime you've gotten through a little bit a of few it episodes, right yeah so the anime covers the first 29 chapters, which mm-hmm. gets you all the way up through the uh, school festival, which is yeah, where Snow you, White. Yeah. Yeah. Resolves the fake Masamune arc. Um, I looked up the actual my anime list. Um, it looks like it has a 6.75. Not sure if that's really good or bad. Um, kind that's of feels- what you it's it's mid it's it's like i feel like it's Damn. like it's it's not it's not no like for me like uh, mid, okay mid's not really fair because mid mid as it's said these days is like bad like it's it's bad but to me like a like a 6.75 7 out of 10 is like a passable show like this isn't bad but it's not film alchemist brotherhood it's not you know darling in the franks it's not like these these bangers that people always talk about it's like that was a fun show to watch i'll probably never go back and i'll probably never go back to it again like i'm probably not going to collect wall scrolls of it i'm not you know things like that yeah um and that's really kind of what i took away from it is like i agree this was a fun series it was a great series to read over a weekend um i don't know if i'll revisit it um i kind of like, because that's the thing is like, you know, when I I basically look at things like this, it's like, would I own the physical version of it? Would I want it on that shelf back there? And I'm like, no, not really. Like, I, I like I know all the twists and turns at this point, and there's nothing that kind of drives me to go back to it. Like, it's a cute. It was a cute series. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a seven out of ten. It's, it is a seven out of ten. It's not bad. It's just not super great either. So I think that's a, that I think that's an apt rating for it. Like, what, what about you? What do you think? Um, I think, yeah, I guess you're, I don't know. You're probably right. I don't really have much to compare it to really though. So I don't know if I can really give it an, another one, maybe a seven or eight, I guess. I don't know. I, mean, I don't, I don't I mean, have it's much. A, it's to a compare. better, it's a better rom-com than a lot of stuff I've read. I've read some trash, Yeah, but, uh, but that's, that's about it really. Like I, it's just, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's worth a read. It's worth a watch. Season two is coming out not too long from now. And I, I think that kind of like covers a lot of Masamune for us. I mean, I'll tell you this. The artist is named Tiv, and I think they have some other work out there. Like, it's good stuff. It's good yeah. Shit. Oh, I love I, the animation. Or not animation. Just the art in the manga is really nice. Like, looking yeah. at like the full double page art was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, absolutely. So with that... We've kind of wrapped on Masamune Kun's Revenge. We've wrapped on this episode. Um, is there anything you kind of want to follow up on and finish up with, Trey? 
No, sir. That was really it. I'm excited that we got to talk about it. Um, I'm excited to keep on reading more manga. Um, maybe we could do a couple more coverages of other shows and manga that we're watching. Um, and if you have feedback on the spoiler cast, let us know. Um, we do enjoy doing these whole talks on shows. So let us know what you think. And if there's other ones you'd particularly like us to hear or yeah, watch absolutely. or read or see, or I love suggestions. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm going to put you to bed, Trey. It's time for some Z's. It's time oh, thank, for, to count some sheep. God. All right. So get some rest, my friend. Why don't you close this out with all the information that we usually got to wrap up an episode? Yes, sir. If you'd like to follow us, you can check us out on all social medias at Sinco Podcast. Um, so, or just a heads up, I have noticed that there's a discrepancy on our YouTube. Um, so we're working on getting that fixed actively right now. So if that's where you primarily get our episodes, it looks like that hasn't been uploaded quite correctly like we thought it was. Um, so check us out on our normal podcasting features like Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Um, those are still places you can check us out, but YouTube is a little bit down for us right now. Um, apart from that, we do have our Patreon that you can support us at, at Senpai Kohai Podcast. Um, and apart from that, Stephen, that's it. I'll see you next week. Next week. Bye. Bye.